Welcome to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson, and I'm joined by MNN's Bill Werner, Tasha Radel, and Mike Grimm. We're going to delve into what's going on in the North Star State. If it matters in Minnesota, we've got it covered. This week, the Jacob Wetterling case solved after 27 years. Finally, we know. We know what the Wetterling family and all of Minnesota have longed to know since that awful night in 1989. We know the truth. Danny Heinrich is no longer a person of interest. He is the confessed murderer of Jacob Wetterling. And for that, he will spend the next 20 years in prison. On Tuesday, in federal court, 53-year-old Heinrich of Annandale gave a detailed account of how he kidnapped sexually assaulted, and shot Jacob Wetterling in the head nearly three decades ago. U.S. Attorney Andrew Luger. I think we will all agree that this, this took a lot of work, and it took a lot of people working together, and it took the confidence of the Wetterling family and us to do our jobs. I will tell you, if you asked each one of us, we would say that the last 10 days have been the most difficult professionally in our lives because we were waiting for this moment today, and we didn't know if it would ever come. And with every passing day, we were concerned that this volatile man would change his mind. And for the Wetterlings, we we just did not want that to happen. He, He is not a calm man. And we knew that going into these discussions, and we knew we had a limited amount of time before he could change his mind. And I've been practicing criminal law as a prosecutor and also as a defense lawyer for 30 years. I've seen that kind of volatility. I've seen people change their mind, and nobody compares to Danny Heinrich in my experience. Shortly after hearing Heinrich's horrific confession, the Wetterling family made their first public appearance. What I really wanted to say today is about Jacob. He's taught us all how to live, how to love, how to be fair, how to be kind. He speaks to the world that we that he knew that we all believe in and it is a world that's worth fighting for his legacy will go on i want to say jacob i'm so sorry it's incredibly painful to know his last days last hours last minutes i couldn't do this without my family um I'm proud, I'm so proud of the lives that they've built and the happiness they've found and the the children and grandchildren that we we so enjoy. And that that is the world, that is what gets us up in the morning. That is the hope, that is Jacob's hope, that is what we're going to continue to do. I also want to say one huge shout out to Jared and Joy. Jared had the courage to stand up and say, this happened to me, and there are others, and they found the others, and they talked to those others, and many of them will never get that full confession. And maybe it was Heinrich, maybe it was somebody else, but we know he had other victims. But they deserve so much credit for stirring this pot until he was willing to talk. Thank you. We love you, Jacob. We will continue to fight. Our hearts are hurting. We will try and pull. I would, I would love to talk to you all. I'm just not ready yet. Because for us, Jacob was alive until we found, until we found him. We need to heal. 
and we will we will speak with you. There's a lot of lessons learned, and there's a lot more work to do to protect all of our world's children. Thank you. As Patty said, both the Wetterling family and investigators credit Jared Shirell of Painesville with helping crack the Wetterling case. Just nine months before Jacob's abduction, Heinrich assaulted then 12-year-old Shirell in Cold Spring. Last year, a DNA match confirmed the assault. Jared says he always knew there was a connection between the two cases. If you would have asked me 25 years ago um, what my purpose in life was, I wouldn't have had an answer. If you would have asked me 18 years ago what my purpose in life was, I would have told you my daughter. Today, I'm in a moment of transcending or finding a new purpose and in helping others gain closure in what they need to move on, to move forward, and to keep it positive. I think as a member of the community, I think I can uh, say that um, we're willing to create something positive out of all of this tragic news. When asked if Danny Heinrich got away with murder, U.S. Attorney Andrew Luger answered firmly. Absolutely not. We worked this child pornography case hard to get us to the point where this man would take us to Jacob and confess for what he did. He's 53 years old. He will do 20 years in a federal prison, and after that, potentially more time under civil laws. He's not getting away with anything. We got the truth. The Wetterling family can bring him home, and it's time for all of us to have the closure and the peace that we're hoping can come next. Tasha will be back again with an update from the Jacob Wetterling Resource Center when Minnesota Matters returns. Sometimes a simple idea can be developed into something big that can change the world. This is Katy Perry. In fourth grade, my music teacher helped me make a vision board. It was a collage that represented all of my hopes and aspirations in music. But what if my teacher didn't have the supplies we needed to make our collages? What if I never got the chance to learn and express my dreams? Unfortunately, that's the reality our teachers face every day. They're forced to spend their own money, sometimes just to keep the classroom running. That's why I'm teaming up again with Staples for Students to donate $1 million to DonorsChoose.org, a charity that helps teachers get what they need to bring learning to life for students. DonorsChoose.org has helped fulfill more than 700,000 classroom projects, benefiting more than 18 million students. It's an idea that's changing the world. It's easy to help. Donate in Staples stores or learn more at StaplesForStudents.org. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. The break in the Wetterling case has left many at the Jacob Wetterling Resource Center shaken but ready to move forward. Tasha Radel is back with the details. Joining me now is Allison Fay, Program Manager at the Jacob Wetterling Resource Center. Allison, I can't imagine what you are feeling. Not only do you work at the center, but you were a classmate of Jacob's. How are you doing? We're still in shock. You know, we're still trying to process what this means, and uh, we are feeling the support of people everywhere, though. It's just the outpouring of compassion. I can't put into words. You know, I'm back at my email for the first time in a couple of days, and it's just, it's, it's, it's so heart-filling, the, the amount of people reaching out to send their love. 
And, you know, um, I had seen some different reports over the weekend, and one of them you were in, and it really stuck out in my mind that for you folks there, you want to stop giving uh, this man any, I guess, attention or uh, notoriety, those types of things, uh, Mr. Heinrich. Can, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, like we don't want him to be famous. You know, we don't want him to be notorious, as you just said. We don't, this isn't his story, this isn't about him. You know, Jacob's story was just starting to unfold, and um, this man, the choices he made took took Jacob away from us, and we don't want to, uh, you know, he doesn't deserve to have people know his name. That's not what it's about. It's never been about him. It's been about where is Jacob, what we can do, what can we do in Jacob's honor, what is Jacob's legacy? We we have some answers, uh, not closure, but we you know I can't stand that word. But and people mean well when they say it; they really do. Um, but it's it's about answers, and it's about um, uh, keeping Jacob in the center of the story here. This is his story, and uh, I don't want I don't want that that person to 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 get any of you know he sh- he shouldn't be in Jacob's story in in a best case scenario. And, you know, too, another thing, um, you know, over the years I grew up, you know, this this was one of the major first abductions that I've ever heard about in my lifetime. And I know exactly where I was when news broke. You've been really, I guess, close to this case uh, from when you were younger, too, correct? Right. And, I mean, the good news is these cases are so rare. There, there's a reason why, um, you know, the that people will know this name because these, you know, non-family abductions, stereotypical kidnappings are so rare. Uh, usually in almost all cases, it's someone that the child knows and likes. And so um, because this case is rare, it, it has struck a chord. Uh, and our goal, it, it's always been, let's find Jacob and let's find all missing kids, you know, and, and let's continue to spread that awareness around. You know, and that was my next question. The work doesn't stop here for the Jacob Wetterling Resource Center. The work doesn't stop. I mean, we it's hard to tell a missing kid from a child in trouble, but we we need to respond because, in, in any case, because kids are, you know, J- Patty's always said, kids are special and they deserve to be safe. And, and your kid is special and deserves to be safe, and their kid is special and deserves to be safe. And as long as there are kids out there that, that need, you know, need help. We're, we're hoping to be one of the many, many agencies that work to help keep kids safe every day. The Jacob Wetterling Resource Center is asking Minnesotans to wear or add the number 11 somewhere on their clothing and gear. Eminence Bick Smith explains. Jacob Wetterling wore the number 11 on his soccer and hockey jerseys. Patty Wetterling says the idea is to wear the number as a sign of commitment to make the world a better place for kids and to honor Jacob's spirit and sense of fairness. The idea came about after a children's soccer team approached the Jacob Wetterling Resource Center asking to wear the number 11 in their next game. The Wetterlings ask if you put on Jacob's jersey number, make a commitment to living with 11 traits, including be kind, understanding, honest, and positive. And next month, the Jacob Wetterling Resource Center will hold their first Run Home for Jacob 5K. It will be held on October 22nd, the anniversary of Jacob's abduction. Director Carrie Christensen says they've been planning the run since early this year, but interest has grown in the past week. We really are looking forward to it now as a way for the community to come together and honor the memory of Jacob Wetterling and honor the Wetterling family and all the rest of those families out there that we're helping on a daily basis who are looking for their their loved ones. As you can see, Jacob's hope is stronger than ever and shining even brighter. Jacob, 
you'll forever be in our hearts. Back to you, Scott. Thank you, Tasha. More Minnesota Matters after this. Don't you wish that getting your child to eat right, move more, and spend less time in front of a screen could be as easy as pushing a button? It might not be that simple, but you do have more power than you know. And you can maximize that power with proven strategies, tips, and tools from the National Institutes of Health's We Can, or Ways to Enhance Children's Activity and Nutrition program. We Can offers all kinds of resources, including fun recipes and activities the family can do together to show you the way to live a healthier lifestyle. We're not saying it's easy. We are saying that it can be done. Take the first step today. Call 1-866-359-3226 for a free We Can Parents Handbook. And be sure to visit the We Can website at wecan.nhlbi.nih.gov for free information, too. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Mr. Detweiler, it's time to wake up, Mr. Detweiler. Hey, Mr. Detweiler, how are we doing? Your surgery is over. Oh, it's over? What happened? Hi, Mr. Detweiler. Dr. Newman here. You have a new knee. It went great. You'll be up and around before you know it. And it's all because of you. Uh, what did I do? You were captain of Team Detweiler. You told us everything we needed to know. Your medical history, your allergies and prescription meds. You asked me tons of questions. What your options to surgery might be, what to expect during recovery. You even asked me how many knee replacements I've already done. Huh, I guess I did kind of run the whole operation, didn't I? Mr. Detweiler, we couldn't have done it without you. Patient safety. It takes a team. And patient involvement is key. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. With more tips at orthoinfo.org slash patient safety. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson. As many Minnesotans were enjoying the last days of summer over the long Labor Day weekend, the story broke that Jacob Wetterling's remains had been found. The shocking nature of the news could be seen in every corner of the state on the stunned faces of Minnesotans who have been following Jacob's story for nearly three decades. Many took to social media and the airwaves to express their grief and support for the Wetterling family. Some of the state's prominent lawmakers helped put the story in perspective. U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar had worked with Patty Wetterling. Well, this has been a 27-year journey for the Wetterlings and really all of Minnesota. Uh, as we hoped against hope uh, that we would find Jacob. And no one has led that march more than Patty Wetterling. She just never gave up. And I talked to her briefly yesterday, and I can tell you um, that, as she said, her heart is broken. Uh, but the other thing to remember here is that so many children have lived because she kept Jacob's memory alive. Uh, she uh, got involved in the National Center for Missing and Exploited children and has been a leader of that organization. Uh, she got laws passed like the Jacob Wetterling Law, uh, national laws passed uh, that required states to have uh, registers for registered sex offenders and required states to better coordinate between state and federal law enforcement. Everything uh, that they've done has saved lives. Klobuchar says moving forward, she wants Minnesotans to carry on Patty's work and uh, just simply to save more children by passing laws, by having 
people that work in law enforcement never give up on these cases. And this is a great example of that. The local law enforcement, the federal law enforcement, never gave up. They worked with the Wetterling family, and eventually this crime got solved. So one of the lasting memories will be not just about the laws that are passed and the work that's being done, uh, but it also will be to never give up on these cases. Because once you get a cold case solved, you're still protecting other kids. You're still giving justice uh, for those that were lost. And uh, I think that will also remind all of us um, to keep going with these cold cases. When I was a prosecutor, uh, we had a 27-year-old arson case where two firefighters have been killed. I can't tell you how much that meant for the family years later. And this is the same thing for the Wetterling. So this idea that you, you know, check on a few leads in a year and you do your best, Things change over years. Technology changes, so you can better test DNA. Witnesses talk. Uh, the perpetrators talk. Things happen. And I think to always keep an eye on those cold cases. That's why uh, we have these cold case units, because um, justice uh, delayed is sometimes people say justice delayed is justice denied. But I would say justice delayed is still justice. Congressman Tom Emmer echoed the sentiments of many Minnesotans when the story broke Saturday. Child is taken from us. Uh, it's more, uh, you can't even imagine. We're talking 27 years. Uh, and I'm sure there's uh, a lot left to be worked through. But at least, uh, again, we know that Jacob uh, is at peace uh, and we should all be praying for the family. And let's hope that uh, now that this chapter has been closed, Terry and Patty and the family and uh, celebrate Jacob's life. We can, uh, as a community, set the deal. Governor Mark Dayton in Moorhead said he couldn't imagine what the family of Jacob Wetterling has gone through. I understand that they were holding out hope all these years that Jacob was going to return home alive to them. So uh, in their words, they're heartbroken. And I think all of us in Minnesota share that grief. I'm glad that they at least know what the resolution is. Uh, it's just such a horrific crime that it's hard to fathom how somebody could do that and then sit on this, the, the facts of it for 27 years while this family is going through all this agony and all this searching. Up next, I'll be talking to Stearns County Attorney Janelle Kendall about Heinrich's plea deal, his prison sentence, and the frustration some Minnesotans feel that the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Minnesota Matters returns after this. Last night, we put on an epic light show. Yeah, we did. The crowd loved us. We love the crowd. Wait, but there were only four people out there. Yeah, but did you see their four faces? All eight of their eyes lit up brighter than ours. <sighs> and we're fireflies. Yeah, we are. Hey, that one girl, she looked like she'd never seen glow in the dark like this before. And we invented glow in the dark. Yeah, we invented it. And we're going to be out here every night rocking out our light show at a forest near you. Woohoo! So come check us out. Check us out. And bring your kid all ages show. Oh, but uh, don't bring any of those glass jars because they make us kind of nervous. Yeah, and I'm super claustrophobic. Whether you're rocking their world or they're rocking yours, some memories never fade. Come alive with the forest. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a forest near you and discover other cool things to do when you go, like fishing, biking, or even camping. Visit discovertheforest.org. See you later. Yeah, see you soon. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. Stearns County Attorney Janelle Kendall has been working on the Wetterling case since 2003, and she was part of the team that helped develop the deal that brought Jacob home to his family. I recently spoke to her about the case. What was your reaction when Heinrich first explained what happened? Can you prove it? Um, talk is talk, and statements are statements, but proof is proof. And it wasn't until we actually found something that, without a doubt, was Jacob Wetterling's on Friday that we were in a position to even, you know, contemplate that this investigation might be over. Um, lots of people have given lots of statements and said lots of things, but this is the only time that we could actually prove that he had to be involved because he took us to the body. Were you along when uh, when he led authorities to the body? I was not physically present at the, at that time, no. Uh, but I'm sure you're one of the first people that authorities contacted after they found what they were looking for. And uh, if you can, please describe to me what your reaction was when you got that news. Candidly, I'm glad we can prove it. Um, I mean, that's just it. In, in a case like this where the world is watching, it is easy to get emotionally involved and talk about how you feel, but my job is not to feel. My job is to prove. And what I've been after on this from the beginning was a way to prove what happened and bring some answers to the community on what happened to Jacob Wetterling. Is he alive, yes or no? And what are we going to be able to do about that? So honestly, as a prosecutor... Um, it's what we've been talking to members of the media about all day. Um, if people went with, if people want to go with what they feel, that is just not what we're talking about here. Um, obviously, there could be a lot of a lot of very very strong feelings, and I know that there are about this case. But the bottom line for me is my dissatisfaction comes from being able to prove what happened to Jacob Butterly. As you're probably aware, there are people out there that are wondering if the, the punishment fits the crime here in this particular case, and obviously you've just explained to me that you sort of had to go at it this way to reach this conclusion. Uh, but what would you say to those folks that are maybe maybe want more? Well, as Andy said at the end of the, the press conference yesterday, he's not getting away with anything. He's going to prison for 20 years. Uh, the law as it exists right now would make him the poster child for a sex offender commitment when he gets out. He is literally the criteria that the Minnesota law is designed to address. So he's going to prison for 20 years. When he gets out, he's going to be evaluated for sex offender commitment, obviously based on what the laws are 20 years from now, which we can't predict. But if that was happening today, um, that is what would happen. And the bottom line from the moment that I sat down with Patty Wetterling, and that was the first conversation I've ever had with Patty Wetterling, was last Tuesday in the context of what we have here. She said to me, um, and she said this again yesterday, their point from the beginning has been to find out what happened to their son and to bring him home. And that was their point. Absolutely, this agreement does not get made without their understanding and agreement, and it wasn't a brief conversation with her. She had a long conversation with federal authorities. She then had a long conversation with me. The sheriff was with me. Um, the Wetterling family had to be on board with this because we went down this path. We're making a deal with the devil. We don't know if he's going to be able to take us there or not. And until and unless he did, didn't have a deal. So it, 
of, of course we would rather have this go differently, but that was not an option. The only legal option I had was murder. I couldn't prove it. He knew it. So I called Andy and said, what can you do on the child pornography? And that's how we got here, and that's just the truth. Um, there are a lot of other ways that people might feel it should happen, but that's what the law says, and that was, that was the facts I had. That's just the truth. Janelle, this is still very fresh on people's minds, and it, it just happened yesterday. But you, you talked about uh, what the Wetterlings had wanted and what they had asked for. Um, since the news conference yesterday, have you had a chance to talk to Patty Wetterling at all and, and, and get a sense from her about how she feels after uh, what was, I'm sure, a very, very grueling, uh, heartbreaking, painful day yesterday? No, I have not. I have not talked to her since that time. We're really trying to give the family some room here. Um, we've known what he was going to say since Thursday. That was communicated to the Wetterling family uh, before that hearing, so they knew what was coming. But I don't think anyone can really understand or predict what it's like to actually hear those words said by that person in your presence. And um, no, I have not talked to the family since that time. Um, and I would hope people are leaving them alone right now. You know, you talked about what can you prove and, and sort of putting the feelings out of it to some extent so that you could make the case that you needed to make. But you've made the case uh, and you've proven what you needed to prove. So I'm, I'm assuming there there has to be some feeling or emotion that you are feeling uh, today, and I, I don't want to say it's necessarily a, a satisfaction necessarily, but what are you feeling now that you've proven the case? Again, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm still in proof mode here. Um, there's, there's no satisfaction in finding that he's, he's not alive. Um, the Wetterlings had some hope of that. I think we all did. And as this investigation has progressed, the assumption was not one way or the other. Again, we've just looked for proof all the way along, and I'm glad that we could get this information for the Wetterlings. There are certainly other things that we all would have liked to have come out differently, but I have to operate in the land of proof and law, and this is the best that could be done with what we had to work with. Another thing that folks are are going to be critical about in the days ahead, and I think this was addressed a little bit in the news conference yesterday by the sheriff, but uh, the fact that it took it, the amount of time that it did, if people are going to be critical about law enforcement in this case, what would you say to those folks who maybe are critical about how long it took? Again, my role in this has been when we get to the point of a search warrant, we're going to review a search warrant. If we have a prosecution, we have a prosecution. So that has not been my role to play. One of the things that I have heard the sheriff say, though, that made a lot of sense to me is people are looking at this in the context of what would happen today. If this happened today, Jacob Butterling would have a cell phone. Danny Heinrich would have a cell phone. We would have modern DNA ability to start with. We have amber alerts. We have a way to tell the whole world at once, here's what we're looking for. And we do use that. We do use it often. And it does solve crimes almost immediately. We didn't have that then. We just didn't. And literally what he stood up and said in open court is that the reason that he killed Jacob Wetterling is because he saw a squad car go screaming by and he knew he was going to get caught. It freaked him out. 
1989, that's what you had. And that did happen, and every cop in the area and in the state and the National Guard and everybody did come in, and all that work was done. It's just, it's different what we have now. So if you look at what happened in 1989, massive things happened in 1989. Um, But one person did this. One person never told anyone else. And it literally took this long, following up absolutely every lead they had. Um, and again, by the time it comes to me, here are my legal options, and they weren't great. Janelle, how difficult is it to put a case like this behind you? <laughs> you know, it's you take what you learned from this and you apply it to the next one. Um, we have already had conversations with the FBI and the BCA about other cold cases that we have because, as I said at the news conference, and I will say again, um, there is nothing that is too hard and there is nothing that can't be done and there is no legal obstacle that can't be overcome. It might not be the way that everybody would like or plan or think it's going to happen, but you have to be steadfast in keeping on these. And this is proof that if you remain steadfast, there can be an end and there was an end to this case. And now there are other cases that we need to take these partnerships and these relationships that have been built and apply to other cases. So I'm candidly very much looking forward to that. This restores hope that these cases can be solved. And Jacob Wetterling finally, after 27 agonizing but hope-filled years, has returned home to his family. Danny Heinrich, who pleaded guilty to federal child pornography charges earlier this week, is set to be sentenced on November 21st. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening, and please tune in again next week for Minnesota Matters on this MNN station.